Welcome to the Fire Church Podcast. Today we pray Holy Spirit will speak through this message and into your life right where you are. I want to talk about revival and in particular revival featuring signs and wonders. I'm not afraid or ashamed to talk about signs and wonders. And yes, I know, uh, firstly, we should focus on uh, the one who gives the gift. Of course, we know that. So I'm, I'm not going to so much talk about that. Hopefully everyone knows that uh, God's the one that we should put our focus and attention on. But at the same time, signs and wonders are very, very important for revival. Signs and wonders that cause us to say, God, you're wonderful. Signs that point to Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Some people say, and I've heard it said, I don't focus on the gifts, I focus on love. And in some ways, that's, that's a good focus. However, what I've come to learn is that often, it's not either or, it's both and more. Immaturity swings with the pendulum. An immature church goes with the either or, but it's not either or, it's both and more. So yes, we need to focus on love, but if you fall in love with God, you'll hear his heartbeat for what? The lost. He loves people. And so if he loves people and you hear his heartbeat and he lives in you and you're born again and you're filled with the Holy Spirit and the passion of God, then you're gonna start to love people too and you're gonna start to be compelled by love to reach the lost. So why do we need signs and wonders? Because it assists and confirms the gospel. And it's a way to show a broken, dying world that this is not just some dead religion. It's not some just historical story, although there's lots of history in it. We've got a real and living God that wants to manifest Himself and show Himself real and strong. And He wants to co-labour with us. He wants to partner with us. He wants to teach us about faith. He wants to show us that He indeed is the same yesterday, today and forever. And it should be something that we don't just quote or clap on a Sunday, but something that we live out. And to live it out, we have to step out. Faith without works or action is dead. You know if someone has faith by the fact that they're stepping out and giving it a go. And we grow in faith. I love my, my friend, Glenn. He, um, he and a, a group of amazing people from this church went out to Darwin. I think that was like your first mission trip. And Glenn's been coming to a few meetings here. And I wish I had this thing happened to me when I was so early on in the peace. But the very first person he prayed for was demonised. Glenn prayed for him. Charlie Anderson even remembers his name. And he hit the deck like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> uh, and that's a good thing because when he hit the deck, the devil left. <laughs> And that's the very first person you prayed for. Because signs and wonders and deliverance and miracles, they follow those that believe. You don't need to tickle these boxes before you can start seeing the power of God move. He wants to use everybody. Doesn't matter how long you've been in the faith for, He wants to use you now. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying we shouldn't worry about studying and being discipled. Of course we should. We need to be discipled and study and do what God's calling you to do, but don't wait for some 
external certificate before you say, okay, I might go on a mission trip now or I might pray for someone. Start now. Yeah. <laughs> now is the day of salvation. If you're wondering if you're called to ministry, I wanna tell you prophetically right now, you are. <laughs> Not everyone's called to stand behind this. And that's good, because you imagine if we're all called to stand behind this, that'd be a weird meeting, wouldn't it? We'd all be trying to fit in behind the stage and be no one out there. We'd all be sitting around singing Kumbaya, my Lord, behind a pulpit and no one's going into the workplace, no one's going into business, into politics, no one's bringing the kingdom everywhere because we all think we're called to stand behind this thing. That's right, God's army, come on. <laughs> there was a man named Stephen in the New Testament, Acts chapter 6. Stephen's role within the church was not to preach and teach from behind a pulpit. He was found faithful enough to be selected to be involved in the helps ministry. His job was to serve tables and to help with the administration of the food for the widows. And he loved taking up that opportunity. Philip, and there were seven actually that were chosen because they had wisdom and faith and of good character or reputation. But you know, Stephen... He understood that even though his role was not to be a leader of the Word in the church, he knew when he got outside of the four walls and when he was in the marketplace, anything could happen. He realised he had the same spirit in him as the apostles, as everybody else. And in the marketplace, what was he found to be doing? He was preaching straight truth. Oh, it was full on. He would get kicked out of probably most churches in the West today. <laughs> and he moved in signs and wonders in the marketplace. He was not an apostle. Yet he had the same Holy Spirit and anointing as the apostles. Some people think in Christendom that the miracle working power was only for the apostles or for that season. People still believe that now in a lot of more traditional churches. And some of that view has sort of crept in in uh, minor ways, even in Pentecostal circles. And some of us may even think that, oh, the miracles and the, you know, I'll wait for the evangelists and then I'll bring my friend that's sick, you know, the visiting minister, and then, I'll, then they'll get healed. But in reality, you don't need to wait for some guest minister to come along or some conference or healing meeting. Jesus has given you the power now to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And God's raising up a whole army, women and men, Children, there's no junior Holy Spirit. Man, some of our kids in our ministry are moving powerfully in the schools. In Rockhampton, we've, we've just planted a new church there. And actually, the, the pastors, Cassie and Bryden, they, the way we connected with them was through Bible Revival. They were graduates. They went on to uh, plant a house fire and it just continued to develop. Outreaches are now a couple of years in. They're now pastoring. I was just there two days ago. And they are now, uh, their kids are catching this as well, praying for the sick and seeing like phenomenal notable miracles and praying for other kids in the school ground. That's awesome, isn't it? Now they had a, they had a, they go to a Catholic school and the Catholic uh, teacher that teaches the religious part doesn't believe in God. It's so weird. Man, we're pushing God out of the schools, even in Christian schools. It's bizarre. So the 
the teacher of the religious teacher in the Catholic school said, no, we this it's more of a fantasy thing. And so Bryden and Cassie's kids are like, what? Anyway, Bryden said, I dared one of his kids. I said, I dare you know how you've been seeing miracles in the in the schoolyard. I dare you to pray for a kid in front of that teacher. And so one of the kids had um, something wrong with their back and one leg shorter than the other. So in front of the, the religious instructor that doesn't believe in God, sat him down on a chair and they said, watch this. And right in front of us, the leg grew out and the back pain left the kid. Isn't that awesome? Come on, Jesus. So that teacher's now telling the other teachers and all of a sudden she's now going to have to wrestle with Okay, I'm a religious teacher in a Catholic school and I've just seen a miracle and I thought this was fantasy. But that's what miracles do. And that's what wonders do. They make people start to wonder and it's signs that point to Jesus. And we need a demonstration of power. Paul said, the Apostle Paul said, I don't just come in words, but rather in a demonstration of power. Words are important and we've got to preach. It's the gospel that actually... uh, brings about the greatest miracle of all salvation. But we have to demonstrate the power. We have to learn how to demonstrate the power and understand that's actually supposed to be a normal part of the Christian walk. You guys with me? I might come down here. Is that cool? Are we filming? Can I come down here? Is that all right? Awesome. The other day, Pastor Corey, uh, I think he quoted Randy Clark. And he said this, he said, the primary reason people came to faith in Jesus during the first 400 years of Christianity was because of the signs and wonders in the early church. And if you read the Gospels, that it's pretty hard to argue with that. Signs and wonders were a normal part of ministry, of the book of Acts, of the early church. So if that's true, then this, ne- this next statement is also true and not so positive, but hopefully challenging to all of us. The primary reason the Western church is in decline over the last 100 years of Christianity is because of a lack of signs and wonders in believers' lives. And so... That's certainly not true for this church and some, some, some expressions that we all love, but that's, that's a statement in terms of the wider, broader church community, whom we love, but I think we really need to consider that and stir ourselves up to say, not on our watch, God. Not in our generation, God. Let's turn this thing around and let's all be active. Can you imagine if we all started to share testimonies with our friends and work colleagues, notable miracles? Can you imagine if you start to pray for people and they get healed in the workplace? Can you imagine if someone gets so rocked and impacted that they say, look, I don't know if I believe yet, but I'm going to go check out that church that you go to because I need a breakthrough. I need a miracle. If every one of us brought one person Next week, we won't be able to fit in this building. But that's how simple it is. All of us to bring one person to church next week to be impacted by the gospel. And we can't fit in here next week. That's how easy it is for us to multiply. We don't play church. You know, there's there's a... And I think sometimes we, we can go through the motions. And we know church is family. But if we only have that mindset that church is only family, it's easy just to say, well, cool, let's catch up with family again next week. And it's a great part of church. But if you have that mindset singly, And you don't also realize that we are an army and we have a mission and we've got a real enemy 
that comes to kill, steal and destroy and that everyday people are perishing in their sins if we don't get that factor. Then we'll just keep doing what we always do. We won't be too worried about the signs and wonders because... Or maybe it signs one as a call for a little bit of entertainment to say, wow, look what happened to church last week. But for us, signs and wonders are so important because there's a whole world out there that needs to know Jesus. Did you know wide is the path that leads to destruction? And many are on it. That's the reality. Jesus said that 2,000 years ago and it's still the same today. And he said, narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be find it. But it's up to us to point people to this narrow way. It might be hard. It's the narrow way, but it's the way that leads to eternal life. Are you with me on that? I'd love to take you. Oh, awesome. I'm getting stirred up. And by the way, if you're with me today, give me some encouragement. Shout out. Amen. Let me take you to a scripture to sort of back up some of the points that I've um, talked about so far. And I want to take you to Mark chapter 1, verse 28. And we've got it up here. It says this, it says, And immediately His, and in your Bible you'll note that His is a capital H. It's not a grammar mistake by King James or any of the other translations. It's supposed to be a capital. Why? Because capitalize anything that is divine. And Jesus is not just a prophet, not just a teacher. He's actually God. Jesus is God. That, if, if you don't get that, then you're following a different Jesus. The Mormons don't believe that. Jehovah Witnesses don't believe that. Other cults don't believe that. Um, is, Islamic, the Quran, do not teach that. They acknowledge Isa as a prophet, but they don't say he's God. And the devil wants to twist the identity of Jesus and make, make some people think they're following God, but they're actually following a different Jesus. Jesus is God. That's the starting point. We acknowledge that Jesus is God. That's why we put a capital H there. I know they're all capitals there right now, but in your Bible, you'll see that it's a capital H because we're talking about Jesus. So verse 28, and immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. You know, the context of that is signs, wonders, miracles, and to drill down on the specific context around the Scriptures in this chapter, it was deliverance. Someone got delivered of a demonic spirit, and as a result, immediately his fame spread. How did it spread? Why did it spread? Because people saw it. <laughs> yeah, no Facebook, no marketing campaigns. No billboards, no target marketing on social media. <laughs> yeah, no fact checkers to worry about. <laughs> the fame of Jesus spread abroad because of miracles, because people got it in their heart. They saw a demonstration of the power of God and they couldn't help but share it with somebody else. You know how many times I've shared Kieran's miracle? Maybe if you're new here tonight, he had 12 cancerous tumours, been given six months to live, came in as an agnostic, got radically healed, and he's now on fire for Jesus and praying for other people now. Six months to live, that's over six years ago now. Healthier than ever. Exactly. Because that's what Jesus does. And we, we have to recognise what He's doing and share it with everyone that we can. Let the fame of Jesus. A lot of people today, you've got influencers that, you know, social media influencers and this whole, uh, you know, this whole world of the, the YouTubers and various things. And they're all trying to garner fame for themselves, to build themselves up. But we don't do that. But what we do want to see, yes, we want to see fame, but not the fame of us, the fame of Jesus. We want to make Jesus famous. So we need to spread the Word. 
Don't be afraid or ashamed to spread the Word of God. You know, there's so much intimidation bearing down on believers right now, even in the West. There was a man in Victoria that's, that got the job as the CEO of the Essendon Football Club. And they found out he went to a church And not long after, he resigned. He was forced to resign within 24 hours. So the enemy wants to use that story to spread his fame and to put intimidation on you to say, I better not say I go to a church in the workplace, especially if you're a CEO or a board member. But here's your chance to stand up and say, I'm not intimidated by anybody. I'm prepared to pay the price, to count the cost. And I will speak up and I will declare the goodness of God. And I will make the fame of Jesus be spread abroad, unafraid, unashamed, not intimidated by the spirit of this world or anything. And even if I lose my job, then so be it. You will be persecuted for righteousness sake. (laughs) Are we ready for it? There's a young lady in the Gippsland that just stepped up into the Liberal Party. I found out she's a part of a cult. Actually, she's part of a Christian church just like us. And so the Liberal leader, who, by the way, I'm a lot, I'm really hoping that Dan, apparently I'm not allowed to tell you who to vote for. Plus you can vote for, even if I did, you vote for who you want to vote for. So what I thought I'd do, I'd do a deal with you, okay? I won't tell you who to vote for, but maybe I can tell you who not to vote for. Would that be all right? If you're voting for Daniel Andrews, you need to read more of the Bible, okay? Let's give Jesus some shout. Jesus, Jesus. (laughs) It's true. It's really true. So I'm getting a little bit off track here, but I like it. Pastor Alex, did you know today, two years ago, we engaged in illegal gathering? It's today. On the St. Kilda Beach. Apparently, we weren't meant to. Now, we honour the government, we honour authorities, police, etc., of course, but Jesus is the King of Kings. During that time, someone gave my number to the St. Kilda police. I don't know who it was, but don't do that again. Unless they had it somehow. And the sergeant called me and he said, I heard you're doing a gathering. I felt like I was back in the criminal days again. (laughs) And I, I basically shared my heart with him and appealed and I said, man, you know this better than anyone else. The alcoholism has gone through the roof, drug addiction, domestic violence because of these lockdowns. I said, I've got a colleague that had three people commit suicide in his church as a result of these lockdowns. I said, our job, just like yours, is to help people. I said, people are going crazy. We need to gather. And there was favor on that conversation. And he said, listen, I can't promise you anything, but I'll tell our guys to walk past as long as you promise me to try and um, social distance as much as possible. I said, deal. So and we saw a lot of people get saved, hundreds of people out on the beach. And then we, we also went to Warrigal. And uh, where's Victoria? You were baptised as a result of that. Now look at you tonight, been graduating. Amazing. Amazing. And we baptised a 93-year-old that come out of Scientology. Isn't that amazing? 
So I'm so grateful that, that we did that and, and continued on. And, and, uh, and I'm, I'm just, you know, I say all that because we're going to have other curveballs that come our way. And we've, we've got to be able to navigate our way through things. But the church is essential. We can never, ever hand over the keys to Caesar. The church is essential. No matter what comes our way, they're going to tell you, you can't talk about same-sex attraction. They're going to say, you can't sit down and tell someone they can be born again. Do you know, I know hundreds of people that have struggled with same-sex attractions and thoughts. Homosexuality. I know one guy that, as far as he knew, he was born that way. And from a young kid, he, he was a homosexual. He was famous in the San Francisco nightclubs. And then he had a radical encounter with Jesus Christ and everything changed. He cried out to Jesus. He's now married with children. And he's just com like completely changed. But do you know, if, if I put him behind this pulpit and we advertised it, we'd probably have protests out the front just for him telling his story. That's the age that we're in. In China, did you know you're allowed to have church? As long as it's their way. They've got certain church um, rules. You can have public gatherings, but there's certain things you can and can't say. That's, that's the Chinese rules with the Communist China Party. But do you know that's one of the fastest growing Christian nations in the world? Not with the state churches. Underground church. You can't stop God. They can try to control us, shut us down, but you can't stop God. Amen? So we just have to, we have to keep going. I know there's different opinions about how we do things. And uh, we've had to navigate our way through that, through the, you know, that COVID time. And we respect everyone's opinions. But all of us in here, I'm sure, believe the same thing, that we have an enemy that wants to shut us down, wants to shut our mouths, wants to shut the church down to stop us. Uh, just to, they, They're happy for us to be this little community group, but we're not about that. We're about extending the kingdom of God. And we've got to do it through signs and wonders. It's one of the, the best ways to reach people, not through arguments, through signs and wonders, through a demonstration of His power. Amen? I want to show you a couple of miracles of late and then we want to pray for some people. I worked out uh, in the last, in the next, in five days, I'm going to travel 5,700 kilometres in five days. Please pray for me. I'm trying to cram in as much as we can before we take a holiday. That's why we're doing a Friday night meeting. Thank you for the late notice and thank you for everyone coming out on a Friday night. We did Wednesday in Rockhampton, then we've got Brisbane, and Gold Coast, but here, this lady, I called out a left, I saw in the vision a left knee. And this lady came forward and we prayed for her. And this is Cassie, by the way, um, pointing to a knee. Cassie uh, is one of the pastors there in Rockhampton. And she laid her hands when she came forward and her kneecap in her hand, literally her kneecap was out of place. It literally shifted back into place. And we said after, we said, and it, so she was in a lot of discomfort, pain. It would click when she moved it. And we said to her, um, she went on to describe what the doctor said, that she would, to get that back into place, she needed a type of keyhole surgery to be able to cut, somehow cut the tendons and various things to try and push it back into place. That's what was going to be needed to get the kneecap into place. But during prayer, instantly, it shifted in her hand and moved back. And she's got full movement now. So that was one of the miracles in Rockhampton, which was awesome. Let's have a look at another one. This is a young man around 17 years old. He, in, he broke his collarbone playing football and uh, he was brought along to the, to the meeting. And there's a lady there that works with troubled youth. And uh, she said, why don't you come along to the meeting tonight? That's what we're all called to do. Why don't you come along to the meeting tonight? Why don't you come and meet Jesus? Can you imagine if we all do that? Now, this guy got radically healed, broken collarbone on the spot, all pain left. I got a text message the next day. Bryden said he's now at back at his school sharing Jesus with everyone. <laughs> Miracles make the fame of Jesus be spread abroad. Amen. So he's turned into an evangelist now. This lady uh, from a young age 
could not see long uh, distances, could not read things from a distance, and would have to wear glasses in certain environments like driving, etc. And uh, after prayer, her vision dramatically uh, improved so much so that she could read things from a distance that she wasn't able to do since a young, young girl. And then she text messaged uh, Cassie the next, uh, that night and said, I didn't need my glasses driving home. And then the next day at work, she didn't need her glasses either. And so that's what Jesus does, amen? I was just in New Zealand. How many people know that the end time revival uh, prophecy by a number of people, including Smith Wigglesworth, includes Australia and New Zealand? Anzacs and the island nations. So let's, um, let's have a look. I think hopefully they've sent you this one too, yeah. So now this was a different type of miracle. This was very interesting. There's a notorious cult in New Zealand. And like I know a little bit about cults and, you know, religious control groups and things, but this was a real cult. Like they, the, the abuse and the sexual abuse and just the craziness. And this couple had been in the cult all their lives. They were born in it. And they've got children and like it's, it's been on like 60 minutes. They've tried to do like things about and they've had different um, journalists go in there and they've had uh, all, all sorts of things and it's difficult to be able to shut it down. There's actually quite a lot of people involved in it. But this family left by, by a miracle of God and they came along to this meeting and the, the night before this, their son... I preached the gospel and their son come forward, their young son come forward. And I didn't know where he was from or anything like that. His name was Steadfast. Cool name, but kind of a cult. <laughs> cool name though. God's going to use it. But they've all got like really like unusual names like that. I think his, his surname's Disciple. Like their sur they changed their surname. Disciple, yeah. Great name. So um, the boy come streaming forward to give his life to Jesus after hearing the gospel. Really powerful. And then I found, they later told me um, where he's from. And then this next night, um, this is the mum and dad, they got radically delivered of demonic spirits. And like they, they were just like robots. And then this is like a, a loving embrace that they haven't really done before as a husband and wife because they're just so rigid and robotic and just like zombies, and they just get radically delivered of demonic spirits and filled with the love of God. Isn't that awesome? Let's give Jesus some praise. Come on. So God's doing some powerful things. I want to invite everyone to stand back to their feet. I'd love uh, to invite the band back up, and we might just flow back into um, just declaring that our God is the God of miracles. Too good not to believe. And I want to pray for some people tonight and believe for more miracles tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And there's been a lot of interesting things happening. Our, our uh, Gold Coast pastor was invited to go on to like a, a, probably a leading Christian radio station on the Gold Coast. And she was invited to go on with an Anglican pastor to debate the gifts of the Spirit and in particular speaking in tongues. And a really interesting um, conversation. But they did it not in like a, an argument, but like a healthy debate and to talk about the Scriptures and the Word of God. And they did it in a way where they acknowledge each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, but yet differences in theology. And uh, it was interesting, the, the guy that was sort of mediating and uh, bringing some commentary, the, the radio, um, the person that, that runs that particular show, he said to the Anglican minister, he said, why would, you, why would the gifts cease? What's wrong with the gifts of the Spirit? In particular, you know, uh, speaking in tongues, uh, interpretation of tongues, revelation knowledge through... Um, you know, words of knowledge or prophecy, why would that cease? And, you know, his, his main reason was he was concerned that uh, we don't need the gifts now because we've got the Bible, like the perfect Scriptures, which I believe that too, the Bible's perfect. But he was worried that the gifts of the Spirit would bring about extra revelation and that we wouldn't be in the Word anymore, but we'd be off 
with this extra revelation. And so that's, that's a good concern. But at the same time, we don't throw away the gifts. We just make sure that what we're hearing lines up with the Word of God, right? And, uh, and so but it was interesting. He didn't really have any Scripture or points to show us where the Bible says that the gifts of the Spirit are passed away. And we need the gifts of the Spirit. And when I was listening to the, the debate, I realised that the Anglican minister, he was worried about what it would do to us, but he didn't realise the concept that the gifts of the Spirit aren't necessarily for us as believers, although they will edify and build up and encourage us. The prime reason is for the lost. That's why we need the gifts now. The gifts confirm the Word of God. And they're used for the ministry to reach the lost, to demonstrate the goodness of God that leads to repentance. That's why we need the gifts of the Spirit. So I wanna pray for some people tonight in the way of healing, miracles, deliverance, freedom. But I'd also love to pray for some people tonight to help you get activated, to get the gifts fanned into flame in your life. Maybe a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. You know, it's interesting, the gift of tongues was a, a very um, interesting topic because there are multiple uh, layers to the gift. It's not just, uh, is the gift of tongues a natural language or a supernatural language? It's not either or, it's actually both. It can be both. Does that make sense? It can be a sign and wonder to the unbeliever through an actual language. I remember getting up in our, our old building and praying in, the t- in tongues before I started, I've just felt to before I started preaching. And then afterwards, a lady came up to me and she said, you were speaking in Spanish. She was saying, you were saying how wonderful God is in Spanish. And I've, I've never learned Spanish before. So in that case, it was a sign and wonder to her to encourage her that God was in our midst. So it can be a sign and wonder to the unbeliever, but it's also a gift that builds our spirit up. It has multiple benefits and multiple purposes. And you can read about the nuances of that gift all through Corinthians 12, 13 and 14. It says that we edify ourselves when we pray in the Spirit. It says our mind may be unfruitful, but our spirit utters mysteries unto God. And it can also be a prophetic gift. So God can speak prophetically through the gift of tongues in a meeting. And that's where you need the interpretation. Because if, we, if I just sit here with this mic and just start prophesying through tongues and don't do anything else, we're not gonna be edified or built up because we don't understand what's going on. People think we're crazy. And that's where we need to bring explanation and interpretation about what was happening. What is God saying in that moment through that gift? And that's also a supernatural gift that God gives us to be able to bring an English interpretation to the heavenly language in that moment. Isn't that awesome? Come on, G, let's give Him some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We love You, Lord. We love You, Jesus. Come and have Your way in this place, Lord. Come and have Your way in this place, Jesus. Come and have Your way in this place, Lord. Come and have Your way in this place. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, You're the God of miracles. Let's just sing that, Aaron, if we can. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. Yes, you are, Jesus. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles, Jesus. Awesome. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. 
finished tonight but before you go home I just felt a prompting from the Holy Spirit just to appeal to people tonight we're going to be praying for miracles and we're going to believe for some amazing things to happen and during this ministry time but I felt just to appeal there might be some people in here tonight and in fact I believe there is and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. What does it mean by Lord and Saviour? Lord means you're, He's your supreme authority above any other thing, first in your life above anything else. That's what it is to make Jesus Lord and Saviour. The Lordship of Jesus Christ. You know, in this church, we don't teach easy believerism in the sense that, you know, yeah, you can just say a prayer and go and live your life like you, you would always live. And there you are, you've got a ticket to heaven. That's, that's, that's a false gospel. It costs your life to follow Jesus. It's not easy believerism. Grace is, means it's a, salvation's a free gift. You don't have to work for it, but you need to make a decision in your heart to say, Jesus, I'm gonna make You Lord of my life. I don't know exactly how I'm gonna do it or exactly what it looks like. Please show me. But I'm gonna make a decision to leave sin, to leave everything that's not of God and fully pursue Jesus, to love Him with everything, to love God with everything. That's what it is to really be a disciple and a wholehearted follower of Jesus. And I know that's your theme this year, wholehearted. So I want to invite people tonight to make that decision to be fully in for God. You know, the Bible says even the devil believes and trembles. That's a superficial belief. You can believe about something, but not know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. So I want to encourage you to come forward. I'd love to personally pray for you right now as we just begin to finish, wrap up this night. Thank you so much for coming out, everyone that's come out tonight. But this is the most important part right now. So if you could just pray quietly in the Spirit. If you could just stretch out your hands and just pray for this moment, for people to respond to this call, to be fully yielded to the will of God. You want to give your full life to Him. Come forward right now. Let the Holy Spirit draw you to come forward and say, yes, God, I'm all in. I'm 100% in. I'm wholehearted. And you know what? You will be celebrated by us because this is what it's all about. This is why, we, this is why I travel 5,700 kilometres in five days because this, it's worth it. It's worth it for you. Jesus paid the ultimate price and He'd do it all again for you because He loves you so much. And if He gave everything, then we should give everything too. So come forward, say, Jesus, my whole life, my whole heart, He who loses His life for my sake shall find it. I believe for some, there's a couple of things that you've been holding on to. Could even be one or two things that you've been holding on to that's really stopping you from completely giving over to Jesus. You've been holding on to it. But tonight you can let it go. And you think that holding on to that thing gives you it has been your life for so long. That way of thinking, that, that pattern in your life. But tonight, if you'll let go, Jesus will take it away. All you need to do is let it go. Jesus will take it away and your life will be better than you've ever thought. Because you find life in Him when you lose it. He's the author of life. His ways are better anyway. 
Jesus. Come forward if that's you. We're fully surrendering to Jesus. This is awesome. Come on, let's give Him some praise tonight. Yes, fully surrendered. Soldiers that don't compromise in any way. We don't play with the devil in any way. The devil's not in our pocket. Secret sin in the background. And God, I'm so proud of you guys. Me too, Lord. I'm all in. I want to give you everything, Jesus. Give you everything. Come on, Jesus. Shakara Bakaye. Glory to the King. Jesus. Jesus. Wow, there's still some people coming forward. It's awesome. We love you. This shout out. We love you, Jesus. Come on, let's let's thank the Lord. Let's cheer these guys on. It's amazing. Wholehearted. Wholehearted. I actually feel to say, just to drill it on, on something specific, not everyone knows this. It's not always taught clearly, but there's a word fornication in the Bible. And in simple terms, it can be summed up sex outside of marriage. And fornication's a sin and it's taken down many, many good people. But what, a lot of, what some people and even you Christians don't understand is that it's not just the act of sex, but anything sexual outside of marriage is sin. And so some people do it ignorantly. But I felt just to bring some clarity around that tonight for some people. And you're going to get freedom in this area. You're going to get freedom. Come on, let's give Him some praise. Wait to marriage. Do it God's way. It's amazing. It's amazing. In the covenant of two committed people, covenant between God and one another. Jesus also said, if you look upon a woman or a man with lust in your heart, then you've committed adultery. So adultery is not just the act of but it actually starts in the heart when you lust after someone even with your eyes. So what's Jesus saying? Cut it off even at the eyes. Jesus was pretty radical with sin. He said, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. What's He saying? In other words, get radical and cut sin off your life. Don't play with it. If your right arm causes you to sin, cut it off. That's what Jesus said. Pastor Jesus. <laughs> Man. You know, sometimes we just, we go to addiction or alcoholism or other false comforts because when we're not dealing with the inner turmoil in our heart our inner world is messed up we've stopped praying we've stopped reading we've stopped spending time with God and we go to other things we lean into other things but tonight I really feel that God's taking away the idols of false comfort tonight he's removing them if you're with me on that give Jesus a shout out hallelujah
Halleluja. If there's anyone else, I'm going to give you just an, another 10 seconds. You want to come and give your whole life to Jesus, come forward with all these other amazing people as we celebrate you, as heaven celebrates your decision tonight. Maybe you're new when you're with someone, they can come with you to support your decision tonight. Thank you, Jesus. And then we're going to pray. And I'm actually going to invite Pastor Alex. That's awesome. There's a few more people that just come up. Let's give them a round of applause. They're so good. Pastor Alex, bro, you're doing such a great job with Victoria, man, in this church. What a, what a great church. Bro, could you do the honours tonight to lead these amazing people through the, the prayer that's based on Scripture, the, what we call the salvation prayer, that, that prayer of consecration, that prayer to say, Jesus, we're all in. We make you Lord of our life. Absolutely. You know, guys, salvation is so simple. The Word says there's no name given by God under heaven by which man can be saved. It is only through the name of Jesus. And He makes it so simple for us, friends. The Bible says, If you believe in your heart that He died and rose again and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. Confess that He is Lord, you shall be saved. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray a prayer of salvation to confess Him as our Lord. And so you're not alone in this. Everyone in the room is going to pray this together. So everyone, let's just repeat these words. Say, Heavenly Father, thank You so much for loving me, even when I hated You, even when I wasn't interested in You. But You saw beyond that. And You sent Your Son, Jesus, to die on a bloody cross for my sins, for my mistakes, that His body was broken, His blood was shed for the forgiveness of my sins. So God, I say sorry for all my sins. I turn away from my life of sin and I turn to You, God. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Jesus, enter my heart. Be my Lord and Saviour. Thank You for dying. Thank You for rising once again. That I can rise and live for You. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about Fire Church, head to our website, firechurch.com.au. And don't forget to connect with us on social media, on Instagram, fire.church, Facebook, Fire Church, and YouTube, Fire Church TV. Have a blessed week.